Welcome to Newest Latest Best, the quick daily show to keep you in the know with all of the newest information, latest releases, and the very best that games have to offer. I'm Jeff Kanata, and today is Sunday, January 28th, 2018. It's Sunday, so we're back with another top five games of all time day. You know the drill by now, but let me catch you up in case you're a new listener. Several months ago now, a listener challenged me to come up with my five top games of all time. And in doing so, I found the process of narrowing down my favorite games into five to be difficult and interesting and fun and revealing about me as a gamer. And so I challenged you, the audience, to do the same. And you guys have been sending in your top five lists via Anchor's call-in feature, which is super easy. So if you haven't sent in your top five games of all time, I challenge you to do so. I think you'll find it to be a really fun, interesting process. And then all you got to do is download that Anchor app, press the call-in button, and send me your voice outlining your five top games of all time. So let's jump into some listeners' top fives. Uh, This one comes from Troy. It's a really interesting list, so let's take a listen. Hi, Jeff. This is Troy from Illinois, longtime listener and fan. I wanted to get in on this top five of all time commitment. I'll start with an RTS game, Supreme Commander Forged Alliance. It has strategic zoom, automation systems, a streaming economy. I still play it at LAN parties every month. Second would be TIE Fighter. The systems in that simulation game frequently show up in Star Wars novels, and I feel like I've been there. It has a lot of, uh, it's also the first game that placed me on a bad guy's team. The uh, next one will be Burnout 2 Point of Impact. I like the arcade racing and the score chase mechanic in crash mode. The final two are more recent games, but after a lot of thought, I think they deserve to be on my list. Uh, the first one is Near Automata. It's a game that not only has great mechanics and systems, but it narratively explains all those gameplay systems. It's very meta. And then Heroes of the Storm. A lot of the strategic things that I like about RTS games manifest themselves uh, at a more rapid pace in a Heroes match, so it earns a top spot as well. Uh, thank you for all you do. I'm a big fan. Thanks for the awesome list, Troy. Let's dive right in with Supreme Commander Forged Alliance. Now, this is not a real-time strategy game that I got into heavily, but I certainly know of it, and I know of it because of its really stellar reputation. So certainly I can understand why it would show up on your list. And a quick perusal of its Steam page shows it at sitting at a 10 out of 10 rating. And surprisingly, for a game that came out in 2011... There are a ton of really recent reviews on this thing, all of which are huge, high recommendations. People say this game still holds up, that it's one of the best real-time strategy games ever made, that it's still beautiful and challenging. People have put in thousands of hours on it and still come away very, very hyped on Supreme Commander Forged Alliance. So this is not a game I know of, but I'm so glad. This is one of the reasons I love doing this segment every Sunday is because I find out about games like this that have such a huge following and people so enthusiastic in their praise. Very, very cool pick. Your second game, TIE Fighter, uh, which of course is even older. This one came out back in 1994, and I played a lot of Star Wars TIE Fighter when it came out. I love that you referenced the fact that it kind of added to the lore in interesting ways that have shown up throughout the extended universe and the book series. 
man, I keep predicting that they're going to reboot this franchise, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, and make a new version, make a VR version, which is what I was hoping for, some sort of Eve Valkyrie-style VR ship's combat. Of course, the first Star Wars Battlefront had that very brief VR mode inside an X-Wing. Give me that. I want this. I want that. But uh, the old TIE Fighter, an excellent game that gives me lots of fond memories. Burnout 2, another game with lots of fond memories for me. I love the Burnout franchise, and uh, that's another one that needs a new installment. Burnout Paradise is always the one that I kind of go to as my touchstone Burnout, but I know a lot of people prefer Burnout 2. Burnout Paradise was more of an open-world sort of hanging-out game. Burnout 2, a more focused racing game with those cool score-chasing moments you mentioned. Uh, Yeah, the Burnout series, so fun, and the only racing games I really dig because... I'm not much of a car guy. I'm much more of a destruction guy, and I want to see my cars smashed up. And Burnout 2 delivered so much of that fun smashing up of cars. Like when you're a kid, you get your your matchbox cars, your Hot Wheels, and you slam them together. You run them through their tracks in order to see them crash spectacularly. And that's the fun that the Burnout series delivers so well. Nier. Now, Nier is a game people either absolutely love or don't talk about it all. <laughs> and I'm neither of those groups. I played it on the fervent recommendation of people like you, Troy, and others in the audience who said I had to play it in order to consider it for Game of the Year in 2017. I didn't get all the endings. I know that that's kind of a requirement to really understand near and appreciate it. It got a little stale for me when it it moved into its big open world thing and I felt like I was kind of doing the same stuff over and over in a pretty barren open world. Uh, There was a lot to like about it, but I'm certainly not as in love with the game as others. Certainly glad you love it and, and consider it a top game of all time, not just a top game of last year. Uh, A game that recent to crack your top five is a, a pretty significant thing. So very, very cool. But of course, you are speaking my language about Heroes of the Storm. I think if I continue playing Heroes of the Storm the way I have been the last three years any longer, it really deserves a spot on my top five games of all time. I just don't know of a game that I have spent so much time with so consistently. I've certainly been hooked on MMOs and real-time strategy games in the past and tried to improve my skills, but nothing compares to my level of commitment to Heroes of the Storm. I mean, I'm getting coaching every week that you can watch on my stream at caffeine.tv slash Jeff Canada. Every Wednesday, uh, I am trying to improve, and I'm, I'm playing it as passionately today as I did when I first started it, which is pretty incredible. I mean, with every MMO that has been like that, World of Warcraft, for example, I my Interest wanes, ebbs and flows, and not so with Heroes of the Storm. It's been constant. So a great, great game that I absolutely adore. All right, next up is a list from Dave, who's got five games of his own, old and new. Hey, Jeff. Dave here from Toronto, passing along my top five games. One, we'll start with the one that I know is very close to your heart, and you've been shouting from the mountaintops about it for the last couple of years, Heroes of the Storm. I echo everything that you constantly say about the game. Diablo 2, very first online game I ever experienced back in the day, and uh, something that I sunk hundreds and hundreds of hours into as well. 
an indie title on my list. Thomas was alone and just amazing piece of unique storytelling and gameplay that I can go back to at any time and have a smile on my face the entire time I play it. Last of Us, my favorite game definitely within the last uh, couple of generations. I absolutely love the storytelling here as well. Really, really hooked me. And finally, nostalgia here, but also something that I absolutely love, Donkey Kong Country 2. It innovated enough on the first one and just something I absolutely love and would play anytime, any day of the year. Thanks, Jeff. You guys, you guys are coming at me with your Heroes of the Storm love. Thanks for the list, Dave. Starting right off with Heroes of the Storm. Two lists in a row with Heroes of the Storm on it. You're making me feel guilty for not including Heroes of the Storm on my top five list. I love that you guys are bringing it up so much. It really is a fantastic twist on the MOBA genre. I know you're not going to convince people who love League or Dota to uh, prefer Heroes of the Storm. I think that's a tough, tough proposition. But those of us that weren't completely in love with League and Dota and wanted something a little more streamlined, a little quicker, a little easier to jump into and jump out of, and who love Blizzard lore like I do, uh, Heroes of the Storm is just so good, and it constantly is updated. Looks great. New heroes all the time that I find exciting and interesting and contains skills and kits that are really wildly inventive and outside the box. Yeah. It's a great game, and I'm so glad that we have two people putting it on their top five games of all time lists because I know they're not just pandering to me. <laughs> all right, your second game, Diablo 2, more Blizzard love. Diablo, of course, uh, you know, the prototypical click a bunch, get loot game, and Diablo 2, I think, the best of that series. Diablo 3, very, very good, but nothing compared to Diablo 2. I think Diablo 2 just perfected that formula. Uh, sure, graphically it doesn't quite hold up today, but uh, maybe Blizzard will be putting together some sort of StarCraft-esque remaster, like you know they did with StarCraft. So uh, could happen. I would like to see that. Diablo 2, very, very cool game. Thomas Was Alone is a game I did not play at all, uh, and I have heard very good things over time about it. I have not had any personal experience with Thomas Was Alone, but it is one of those indie games that people always reference as being something special. Those simple, simple, abstracted graphics and uh, the ability to convey a really poignant story with something as simple and pure as those blocky graphics. It's, It's an interesting idea and one that I just never played, so maybe someday. The Last of Us certainly is a game that shows up on a lot of people's lists, and for good reason. Uh, A beautiful, poignant, epic story. And I think really it is the narrative that carries this game to such great heights, and certainly has one of the great endings of video game history. Um, It is an amazing narrative to experience. Uh, Powerful, emotional, deep. But what holds it back for me is the rather simplistic gameplay, in my opinion. I just didn't enjoy sneaking past clickers and uh, building stuff out of parts of scissors. Uh, It wasn't bad by any stretch. I think it's a very, very good game, an excellent game. It just would never crack my top five. Uh, But it's certainly, if I had to pick top five narrative experiences in video games of all time, I would include The Last of Us. 
And then finally, Donkey Kong Country 2. That's an interesting choice. One uh, I would not expect, but um, really a, a great game. Certainly has nostalgia for you, uh, a special game for you. Uh, Donkey Kong Country 2. Interesting to see Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is coming to Switch. I think that is a, uh, a, a worthy Donkey Kong Country as well. Really great game that I played on Wii U. Donkey Kong Country 2... I played a little bit. I never really was uh, hooked on those games. They're kind of uh, intense, intense platformers. But uh, really cool that you love those and really cool lists from everybody involved. Thanks again for sending those in. Please keep them coming. I love doing this on Sundays, finding out the most important games in your gaming histories. Very, very fun.